You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Another hour's worth of sports talk coming your way as Trent and I are here every Monday through Friday from noon until 2, talking local sports with you. Dylan Montz from the Ames Tribune. He's coming up in about uh, 20 minutes. We will uh, get the latest from Dylan. He was in Manhattan this past weekend for K-State and Iowa State and then Zubin Mahente from ESPN, his weekly segment. Uh, he will join us about 1.40. Trent, it's um, it, it's so hard, at least I find it hard, um, to work in college basketball at this time of the year, right? It, yes. Um, hard for you. It's hard for me. It, it truly is. Now, I'm, re- I'm ready to move on after this next, uh, after Saturday. Um, and looking forward to tomorrow night, finally being able to watch yeah. Iowa on the tube. I am. But biggest takeaway from the weekend of all of these tournaments, I mean, Phil Knight had his 80th birthday, threw, yeah. all, they threw a tournament for him. Uh, why wouldn't a they? A couple of tournaments, a couple of 18 brackets. Right. For the, for the, for the 80 year old that's got everything, and he literally does, or yes. could have if he wanted. So, um, biggest takeaway from college hoops so far is what? Uh, Bagley is good. Bagley is really good. Duke, they're living, living on the edge, getting down big, but coming back seemingly every time. They're really talented. Are they? Is they? Is that a cat in a ball of yarn type of thing? They're I, just playing with. Well, teams? Florida was shooting the ball before I fell asleep. I didn't make it to the end and didn't get to see the comeback. Unfortunately, Florida just shooting lights out. I mean, they're hitting threes with mm-hmm. the hands in the face, and it was one of those kind of games. But you can see that talent of Duke. It is. It is for real. Yep. And when these guys are going to continue to get better, that, mm-hmm. that's a scary, scary proposition. Now, I told you, as you know, I'm a big college basketball guy. It's your guy. It's number one for yep. me. And I thought the most talented team in college basketball, and I thought there was a pretty significant gap, was Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> most talented team in the country. Right. And they were awful. That was my biggest takeaway from everything, that they lost every single one of them. Not two of them. Uh, they lost three games. You lose to NC State, okay. a middling ACC team. Mm-hmm. But still a, an ACC team. Yeah, maybe a bubble team. Maybe mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. But then you lose to SMU. No, no excuse. Who just lost to you and I. Yeah, no excuse. And then you lose to Purdue. Right. Seventh place. Now Purdue was a top twenty-five team themselves. Mm-hmm. But Purdue is also zero two, and they were throttled by Purdue in that game. I mean, could you imagine? And that game was on ESPN three. Arizona Purdue it was relegated to, to most people had internet? that as the championship game. Right, that was a seventh place game, and you can't even watch it on television. Oof. Arizona fell out of the top twenty-five. Michigan State, I thought, looked really good last night. But but Roy Williams came out today and said it was just it was. He said his his freshman played like flesh, freshman. Yeah. His upperclassmen played like freshman, and he coached like this was his <laughs> first year in coaching. Now I know that you know he's he's taking a little bit of the blame, and you give him credit for doing that. But North Carolina was what in that game? Awful, awful offense. As bad as you Did can be. Did Michigan State have something to say about that? They were locking down, but you know Michigan State on their end of the floor offensively, they didn't play real well themselves. I think they turned over like twenty two, twenty three times themselves. Are they still head and shoulders above anybody in the Big Ten? Well, after them in Minnesota. So Minnesota belongs in the same sentence. Who else is good? Well, no, I agree with you that it's yeah. those two. But are, yeah. is it? So and and I don't. I think there's even Michigan State gap. Okay, that's what my question. Minnesota, so you don't think it's a race? You think it's? I, I would be shocked if they're anything worse than fifteen and three. Michigan State, I think they're that good. Minnesota, mm-hmm. I think will be good. Yeah, thirteen. And now, five, do we see that game twice in conference? It's a good question. Oh, I hope they do. Yeah, I'm, I really hope they because. Do. Purdue has been a disappointment. Mm-hmm. Northwestern has been a disappointment. Northwestern, Iowa has the been a disappointment. Doors blown off them. Michigan, they got beat by an average LSU team in Maui. 
and you go through the Big Ten, and we're talking eight, maybe nine teams could get in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first couple Indiana weeks are Indiana is a work in progress. This is a huge stretch here, these three games for the Big Ten ACC Challenge, because the Big Ten, their strength of schedule is awful across the board. Not just Iowa that we talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. Across no, the board. you talk about yeah, a lot. Yeah, I, I talk about that <laughs> yeah. a lot. Yeah. Not, not just you that. You lead that charge. Yes, I do. But the Big Ten as a whole, they don't have very many quality wins. Mm-hmm. They're they're in trouble. So this is a big next couple of days is what you're you got to get some quality wins in there. Mm-hmm. So you're really rooting for the Big Ten. Generally, yeah, you do if you're a fan of the Hawkeyes or Big Ten in general. This is another level. Uh, the Big Ten needs to rack up some quality wins or it might be a year where you're saying five or six get in is all. Mm. That's how bad of a start it's been so far for the Big Ten. Mm. And and there is some news uh, regarding Iowa. It sounds like Bear is going to play. Wagner is going to play. Mm-hmm. Connor McCaffrey was hospitalized. Out a couple of days that? in the hospital with mono. So that doesn't mean you get discharged from the hospital and boom, you're right back right. on the floor. No, it's a ways back for him. Best case scenario. They, now, Fran didn't say during the teleconference today. Did you listen to it? I uh, just saw the recap of okay. it and, and saw read through the, uh, uh, what do you call it? The transcript. The transcript, thank you, yep. of that. But you look at the Hawkeye schedule. They said he might be cleared by the end of next week. Well, and the next week is after the Iowa State game. Mm-hmm. You got to figure you lost weight. You have no legs after no, no, having mono. And this is a freshman. This is a high school body that's trying to yeah. you know, make that jump. So, And a guy that's been practicing baseball a lot, too. Yeah, that's another good point. Is it going to be two, three weeks? Is he ready for Big Ten play? That's what I would say. Maybe they play Colorado. Remember that second to last game? That might be best case scenario. Mm-hmm. Because they get him in that game up in Sioux Falls outside of that. Oh, I forgot about that game. I yeah. like that game. Yeah. I might be heading up yes. there. Oh, really? Interesting. I don't blame yeah. you. Only an hour away from Sioux City. Go up, have a little Christmas with the in-laws up there. Mm-hmm. And, and the game's already sold out, right? Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's sold, sold out sold minutes. Out. Right. But, uh, yeah. Speaking of that, i got to put in my media request, I think, for that right now as I don't think of it. Don't blame me a bit for doing that. Yeah. So um, the, other, the other game that maybe. You know, moving away from the Big Ten, mm-hmm. Texas Duke was sound like that was a hell of a game. It and, was, and I just saw the highlights of it. It looked like in the highlights, like a hell of a game. Mo Bamba against Bagley. isn't he Man, something? He's good. Yeah, that Texas team is good. Mm-hmm. They got it figured out. Coleman, who was the point guard at Oak Hill, yeah. not Lyndall Wigington. Right, he's good. Yeah, he he knows, and and he, should have been the point guard at Oak Hill. Yes, as we've come yes. to find out, he just there's something about him where there are certain point guards. Coleman's not a guy that's going to, I don't think, wow you a lot of times. He's athletic enough mm-hmm. and those kind of things, but he just knows how to run a team. And watching Texas when he's out there compared to what they were a year ago, when he still saw some talent on the floor, but they're lost. They didn't have a point guard. They have a point guard now. And how different in, in that system with Shaka and having Obama on the back end of it. Oh, they're, they're tough. They're tough. Now, I- Reevaluating the Big Twelve. Well, that's where I was going to go to yeah. be because you know I wasn't as high on Kansas as yeah. you were. Has yep. your opinion have you have you t- tempered your enthusiasm a little bit? I, I still think Kansas is really good. Yeah, I still. Think, no, I'm not saying they're not good. But I, are I still they... think they're Final Four good. Not national champion. Okay. I don't know if they can win a title. So if they're Final Four good, they're still going to win the Big Twelve. They're going to win the Big Twelve. Okay. Uh, West Virginia had that hiccup against A and M where they mm-hmm. looked awful. Yeah, but they the they, they turned minutes. the corner last they night, have. right? And they they've looked good here really since that game. TCU is very good. Mm-hmm. Now their schedule is going to ramp up a little bit for mm-hmm. them, too. I think they have Nevada, who's a fringe top 25 team coming up next week. Uh, and who else you got? Uh, well, we talked about Texas. Yes, Texas is good. Mm-hmm. And Oklahoma. Trey Young, yeah. that kid is a stud. No, he is. He likes to fire from the but outside. But we, we knew that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think Oklahoma is still going to be an NCAA mm-hmm. tournament team. And that gets back to Iowa State. As good as these last a week and a half has been, 
kind of rebuilding the confidence, still look through that slate. Where are you finding wins? Yeah. Outside against Oklahoma State, K-State, everybody else is pretty good. Texas Tech beat Northwestern by 35. Texas Tech, I mean, that, that, that's, one of, that's one of the uh, surprises, I think, yeah. so far in the Big 12, is how good they are. Could we get eight of the ten teams from the Big 12 in the tournament? So who are you leaving out? Iowa State and, mm-hmm. and Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. So you've got to, you, you I, think I you're finding for K-State to get in? I think the other eight have a realistic shot at doing that. Mm-hmm. Probably seven is more likely, but still, because... Yeah, somebody has to win. Somebody else has to lose. Yeah, going to be a fun conference. It's, it it always is. It, it's it, it's, it's always great. a fun conference. I agree with you. I hope Iowa State, like they're taking baby steps. Mm-hmm. You mentioned you said a really good word, confidence. I think that uh, this last certainly, uh, I don't know, I mean, t- say ten days uh, is is has to help them leaps and bounds uh, because they were they they looked lost. Was it two weeks ago from tonight? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, UW Milwaukee. I mean, just lost, throttled, lifted the lid at Hilton Coliseum, and uh, Coliseum, and that's what you get. Whew. And they've come back in a big way. Yes, they have. And I'm not sure to... what they're beating, but still, yeah, yeah. But they're I... winning. And we have to mention you and I went down the battle for Atlantis, two wins. Yeah, no. Now it wasn't against Arizona, Purdue. You know, mm-hmm. some of the heavyweights we talked about. And Villanova beat them by what? Fourteen? Yeah, that's what it ended up in the end. But they were right there. They cut it to five with like five minutes to play. Had a couple opportunities to cut in. They had the ball twice. Chance to cut into it and just never could get over the hump. But Villanova's national championship good. Mm. That's, that's a team, and they hung right there. Look across the MVC. The MVC is actually off to a really good start. There, they've taken some scalps out of there. Yeah. They? Yep. So it's still going to be incredibly unlikely that you'll have a team to build a good enough resume to get in at large. But the MVC has done good work. The MVC right now is ranked higher in the RPI than the Big Ten. Isn't that something? That go back to your point that you just <laughs> yeah. uh, that you mentioned. All right, a couple of minutes because we won't have any time on this. Uh, NFL from yesterday. Mm-hmm. Let, let's localize a little bit or the weekend. Uh, Green Bay had their opportunities last night uh, to to upset Pittsburgh. Didn't get it done. I thought that was clearly Hundley's best game since yeah. he's taken over for Aaron Rodgers. Now they got a couple of cream puffs if they can, I guess, stay. They got to win both of them, obviously. And they get, uh, if they can get Aaron Rodgers back, who they showed um, you know, footage of him throwing before the game last night. He was throwing the ball down the field. Now he hasn't gone back and, and actually looked at the X ray, so he does, he's kind of, he's kind of torn. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't want to go back and see that, oh, it's really not healing. So, I mean, still a lot to play out there, but back to Thanksgiving and, and the uh, the early game. Then we'll get to the Chiefs real quick. Um, but look at this Vikings team. Uh, I'm telling you, the Eagles and the, and the and the Vikings certainly seem as though they're on a collision course. They appear to me to be head and shoulders in the NFC, and there's some good teams in the NFC. The yes. Rams righted their ship yesterday. The Saints, Atlanta, I don't think is out of it. Um, but this Vikings team, Trent, the way that they uh, they faced a little adversity and were able to hold on and, and, and beat a hungry Alliance team that knew they needed to win. So I was surrounded by Vikings fans. Uh, as the punt w- or the field goal was blocked yeah. at the end of the Ooh. game, Ooh. the hollering in Turkey that was flying at no, that point. No, I bet. <laughs> and I, I, I relaxed. He was offside. He was a right. step and a half offside. Right. It was very, it was very apparent it was coming back. But, but But with fans and, you know, you got pumpkin pie and you're kind of looking up, yeah, that, that's going to happen. And they were fired up about that one, which was pretty entertaining. They're good. The Vikings are just really good. Yeah. But the NFC is really good. Mm-hmm. And it's the Vikings in the playoffs. There are no sure things. You, you said it seems like a collision course. It's still the Vikings. No, I know, but, it, but it does Vikings. seem as though that they are I mean, they've got the tiebreakers in their favor. They're yeah. going to get the two seed. They I are. don't see the Eagles falling apart. I just mm-hmm. don't see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you get a bye week. 
you know, you get your home game, you hope somehow that the NFC we just said is really good, that yeah. somebody upsets the Eagles. The Eagles the have NFC, their own issues come playoff time, too. They sure do. But, I mean, what is it? Is it crazy to think that the NFC Championship goes through U.S. Bank Stadium? And then I mean, the think Super about Bowl. that. Back-to-back weeks? Also, there's a week in between, week but back-to-back back games. Man. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs and Alex Smith. I've been a supporter. Oh. I, I've i been a fan of Alex Smith. I, I didn't get the um, the Falderall that sees the angst that she, the Chiefs fans have against that quarterback. This is a different quarterback, Trent, than beat the, the Patriots and beat the Eagles. What is wrong with this offense? This is a different team right now. And you have now the question about... It's time to give Pat Mahomes a and, shot. And, and, the, and the cries for Pat Mahomes continue to get louder. Andy Reid would not back his quarterback. He was asked about it today, and he said— I thought he said Alex Smith's his guy. He said, what was it? He declined the chance—this is from our, our friend Adam Teicher. For well, the who's, who's there, yep. Andy Reid declined a, the chance to say Alex Smith would be the Chiefs starting quarterback for the rest of the season, barring injury. When asked the question, Reid said— We've all got a responsibility to do our job at all positions, starting with me. And that's not getting done the right way. It's not one guy that has to be understood. It's not one person. We've got to pull together as a football team, and in this case, an offensive football team right now, and get that taken care of. Mm -hmm. He was asked flat out about it. Tiptoeing from Mm -hmm. Andy Reid. Down a couple of So shortly, I mean, he's going to start this week, but then if they, and who do they have this week? Uh, This week they have at the Jets. Jets are better than anybody yeah, thought they were going yeah, to be. Decent. They don't win in that stadium either, the Chiefs. <laughs> they were there two weeks ago. Yeah, that's Let me right. think about that. They don't win there. Um, so if, if Alex Smith struggles, I didn't think there was any way in hell Pat Mahomes would see the field this year, barring injury. But I guess maybe we got to take that off the table, and that's there's a possibility. They scored 17, 9, and 10 points the last three weeks. That offense? Can pull the plug. Yeah, there comes a time, gotcha. right? You're still good to be the pl- a playoff team. But now the Chargers are coming. Chargers are coming. Chargers are coming. That and the Cowboys are going. The Cowboys are leaving. They right. are out of things. Yes. Um, yeah, this this Chargers team. I think they're legit. I really do. That defensive line, mm-hmm. whew, especially those ends, Ingram and Bosa. Uh, coming off either side, that's a tough twosome right there. And Des King with the pick six. How about that? Yeah. And did you see his tweet from, it was either, it was right around the draft. Yeah. That he called his shot that his first NFL interception, he's going to take it to the house. Nailed his it. first interception, he took to the took house. It to the house. How about that? Chargers are good. Yes, the Chargers are good. I think they're the best team in the AFC West. So who who do you want to see kind of now? Na- All right. Steelers, Patriots, Chiefs. Are all still going to be in? Yeah, yeah, but Blake Bortles. I mean, come on, Bortles. No, Titans. No, Marriott has been bad. Someone's going to win that division. Somebody is, and then for the last wild card, Bills, Ravens. God, I hope the Ravens lose tonight. Just I don't want to see them yeah, in the playoffs. Bengals still alive. <laughs> no, they're, they're still alive. <laughs> You're telling me there's a chance? There's a, that five and six. There's the Chargers at five and six. Raiders. Also at five and six. Yeah, the AFC, with the exception of the very top, and when I say the very top, I mean the top two: Pittsburgh, New England, in either order. Um, it is a huge, huge gap to three, four, five, six. And right now, you can't the, say it the same about the NFC. Yeah, outside looking in at seven and four, Seattle, they would be out of the playoffs right now. Good. Atlanta has a tiebreaker. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know what? I, I, Pete Carroll. I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm, I'm Bothers not, you a bit? Yeah, I, I, he didn't used to. I, I'm. It's one of those, I'm sick of them. 
I'm sick of this. Right. And I love Russell, watching Russell Wilson play. Yeah. I, I really do. We'll take a time out. I love to listen to Dylan Mons talk. He'll do that. He was in Manhattan. We'll get the um, you know his take away from uh, everything that went down in uh, Manhattan this past week. Maybe he can come up with a with a name, with a word to describe the officiating. Uh, not rigged, not fixed. Um, I don't know. Frustrating. We will uh, take a time out. Dylan Montz is here next. Zuba Mahente to follow. Ken Miller Show. Trent Conner and myself. Noon to 2. Monday through Friday on 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Tiki Barber. And Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney. Giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker. 1700 KBGG. Boom. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Every time you light a cigarette, you're taking away five minutes of your life. What matters most, a cigarette or your family? This is Ashley with Central Iowa Vapors, and I'm not going to beg you, but what I am going to do is let you know Central Iowa Vapors is here to save you. Stop into Central Iowa Vapors and allow yourself the freedom again. I challenge you to come in to Central Iowa Vapors and make the switch today and throw the cigarettes away. The professionals at Central Iowa Vapors are ready when you are. Visit us online at iowaesigs.com for location details. And always remember, it's not smoke, it's vapor. When you choose Ankeny Towing for your 24-hour towing and roadside assistance needs, you'll get the fast service you need from their courteous and reliable team. From towing for cars and motorcycles to accident recovery, jump starts, lockouts, fuel delivery, tire changes, and more, you'll get superior service from Ankeny Towing. Ankeny Towing is the preferred towing provider for most insurance companies. They're on call 24-7. Program 515-964-9816 into your phone now for Ankeny Towing. That's 515-964-9816. Ankeny Towing, your reliable Towing. When you're hungry for great food, a tasty cocktail, or a good glass of wine, a friendly atmosphere and fast attentive service, remember Jesse's Embers at 3301 Ingersoll Avenue. Open Monday through Saturday for dinner and Monday through Friday for lunch beginning at 11 a.m. Jesse serves just about everything, including some of the best steaks you've ever tasted. Cooked on an open grill, located right inside. The smells are fabulous. And Marty or Dina stop to check on your meal and the bartenders, well, they're on your side. Jesse's Embers on Ingersoll just west of 31st Street. Cumulus Media Des Moines encourages you to shop local, buy local this holiday season. Our local businesses are the lifeblood of our communities and a major driving force for the local economy, contributing to the tax base, which in turn supports our schools and helps to keep our infrastructure updated. Money spent locally supports all of us here and is very important to maintaining our way of life. 1700 KBGG encourages you to shop local this holiday season. Shop local is brought to you by these fine local businesses. Big O Tires, Omgars, and Brick Street Market and Cafe. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. 
Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. Easter Seals Iowa provides support for children and adults with disabilities in our community. From the front of Camp Sunnyside to employment and daily living skills, Easter Seals provides a wide range of support to promote independence. We have so much fun out in the sun here at Camp Sunnyside. Learn more at EasterSealsIA.org. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? We'll find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. At the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with a newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon, myself with you until noon. Still to come, we'll get to Zubin Mahente from ESPN. He joins us coming up at 140. Right now, Dylan Mons from the Ames Tribune, his latest at AmesTrib.com. He took a look at the bull projections his best guesstimate is, uh, is what Iowa State's got lined up in that announcement. Well, this time next week, we will know when we talk to Dylan where Dylan is going to be spending uh, his Christmas break. Dylan, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? Doing pretty well, guys. How about you? Doing fine. You know, let's talk about the uh, the bowl before we go back and recap, the uh, the in particular, the end uh, of the game against K-State. Uh, it's fun. I mean, it's great for Iowa State fans to be, for the first time in a long time, to try and you know, to to guess, to forecast, uh, to dream where their team is going to be going and where they want them to go and, you know, the best destination and the best potential matchup against, you know, who's going to be on the other side of the field. Uh, I don't want to, um, you know, spoil your article at AimsTrib.com. I want people to click on it and Cyclone fans to read it for themselves um, without, you know, going too much into detail, Dylan. Does it seem to you like it seemed to us that, you know, it's one of three. It's the Camping World, it's maybe the Alamo Bowl, or the Liberty Bowl, that those three make the most sense? Yeah, I think so. And that's kind of what has been the consensus from different people you've seen on social media or ESPN, uh, Sports Illustrated. They all kind of have uh, a few of those lumped in together. It sounds mostly like uh, Camping World in Orlando, Florida would be the most uh, likely destination at this point. And 
and a few things have to play out. It'll be interesting to see how the Big 12 championship game goes because Oklahoma goes and beats TCU, and TCU stays in the top 12. Um, they would get a New Year's Six Bowl, and that would kind of keep all the other Big 12 teams elevated in the bowl standings. And Oklahoma State has the next best conference record, so they would be uh, in line for the Alamo Bowl. And then um, there's a lot of five and four teams there, too. So it's all kind of uh, jumbled together there in the middle. So it's not um, real cut and dry what kind of way the Bulls would pick, but um, uh, a few different possibilities, like you mentioned, and all of them are, are warmer than Ames, Iowa. Yeah, for... <laughs> no, no doubt about it. You know, with Oklahoma State and the Alamo Bowl, doubtful they would go there, right, just because they were there last year. Yeah, and I, I think that's that maybe for the lower-tier Bulls that would uh, make more of an impact. I think for the Alamo Bowl, they're going to go with uh, the best team possible uh, in in order of what their conference record was. And Oklahoma State has a what a two-game edge on Iowa State yep. in the conference and, and Kansas State and teams like that. So I think they would probably still get picked. Although you know there could be an argument made that uh, they could they can go pick whoever they want. So right. I mean it's not out of play by any means, but um, maybe a little bit longer shot for Iowa State. Well, uh, Dylan, take us back to Saturday late afternoon as uh, that thing is capping off against K-State. Another way to lose to Kansas State. This mm. one, a lot of frustration, certainly with the fan base and the way that the calls went late in that game. We've been searching for the right word for it. I think what we came up to is more incompetence than anything. Ken and I don't feel like the fix is in against Iowa State. Do you? No, I don't think there's a fix in necessarily, but it has been interesting, uh, some of these, these calls that have have gone against Iowa State in the past. I don't, it's not some sort of concerted effort to, to to job Iowa State on anything like that. But the way it played out is, is something I, I certainly thought and, and other people said after the game and, and thought as well that um, I, in all the games that I've watched, uh, you know, and I have not watched football, obviously, as long as some of the other people that have been covering the team. But uh, it's, it's hard to imagine three flags getting picked up, uh, especially all in the fourth quarter, because – um, in an effort to not decide the game by throwing a flag, uh, the refs effectively decided the game by throwing the flag and then picking it back up. Um, and then, you know, Matt Campbell obviously expressed frustrations about the inconsistencies that, that everybody saw there, but um, kind of in his, his fashion, he talked about other ways that uh, the team could have probably performed better at other points in the game to, to not make it as much of an issue. So um, certainly, like you said, another interesting way to lose uh, another competitive game against Kansas State. Yeah, I, I'm with you, and I and I uh, take my hat off to Matt Campbell for for taking the high road that he did. I mean, Willie Harvey came out on Twitter and essentially said that the game was fixed. Uh, you don't need that. You just don't. It's not fixed. I get that it stings and it's the heat of the moment type of thing. But games aren't rigged. Games aren't fixed. But I have a hard time <laughs> finding the right word. Um, you know, the Kyle Kemp thing was one of those when I when the play happened. I'm watching it on TV. I saw the flag. I get the flag. It was one of the. It was close because I thought the linebacker tried to pull up. I thought he was. He'd already committed himself to to go after Kemp when Kemp was beginning his slide. I thought that was that was a fifty fifty. The Alan Lazard pass interference was a no doubt about it. It was pass interference. How does that official throw that flag? 
using his own judgment, he saw P.I. and defensive P.I. and somehow allows himself to be talked out of that flag. Of all of, of the three, that one sticks out like a sore thumb. You cannot change that call. I'm looking for the right word, and we have been, you know, basically since the play happened. Rigged, fixed, don't work. What is the word that fits there? Incompetence is the seems like the most likely. Yeah, I think incompetent, <clears throat> excuse me, probably works best because that was the official that was supposed to be making that call. To And a lot of times if a flag gets picked up in that kind of situation, it's because the ball is uncatchable, but that wasn't even the case there. It, it, was, it was pretty remarkable and kind of unthinkable that somehow that official who was supposed to make that call was talked out of it for, for some other reason. And uh, a pool reporter asked the officials after the game and kind of, uh, gave the statement to, to the rest of the reporters in the press box, but um, the officials don't discuss judgment calls uh, openly after games. So there was no real explanation about why the flag was picked up um, or what went into the decision or anything. And, and kind of like you mentioned with Kyle Kemp's play, um, that's one I think a lot of times you do see the officials conference together and talk about, okay, um, it might have seemed uh, forcible contact from one angle. Um, we can go back and talk about it and, and another official from a different angle said, no, he cleared him. Uh, it wasn't a late hit. It wasn't forcible contact. And that's where you kind of use everybody's different points of perspective. But for that pass interference call, that's kind of cut and dry. And um, since the ball was catchable, to have that flag picked up is pretty pretty unthinkable. Talking with Dylan Montz here, taking a look at Iowa State Bull destination to be determined. Next Sunday we'll find out about that. Dylan, uh, overall this season, 7-5, and five, there are so many moments that you look back upon. Oklahoma State, of course, K-State, so many of those what-ifs that are still West there. West Virginia. 7-5, and five, though. I think most everybody would have signed Iowa. up for that before the year. Uh, this path that, that they built and where they're going, the future. You know, what's next in your mind for the Iowa State football program? Yeah, I think this was kind of a year where people said, okay, you, you want to see – uh, marked improvement. You want to see steps in the right direction. People talked about uh, five, possibly six wins coming into the year, and when you go and and have a middle of the of the season like they did, where they go four and zero in the month of October, beat two top five teams, they flash potential of what they can be. And then also, kind of at the same time, you you remember that they're they're kind of a, a rebuilding program, and they lost games they you know probably should have won. Uh, that West Virginia game they came out slow and. Uh, got beat on a couple big plays, and um, in you know Oklahoma State, uh, there were chances to kind of capitalize there and couldn't. But uh, I think overall, there's there's you know obviously been a lot of positive movement in, in their direction and, and trending upwards and things like that. And uh, I think if people thought that um, they were told you know you could go seven and five uh, before the season started, people would have signed up for that right away. Sure. So. I think it's uh, yeah, it certainly steps in the right direction, and they will have some some guys to replace next season. Obviously, Joel Lanning and his production, Alan Lazard, um, Jake Campos in the offensive line, guys like that. Kamari Cotton Moyer, you look, you could go on and on about guys who have made big impacts in the program on and off the field for them. Um, but I think with the young talent and some of the junior college recruiting they've gotten, um, they're they're set up to kind of. Um, you know, make another step possibly next year, or at least 
keep on the same playing field and not take steps back. Yeah, I think this state is in for a hell of a, ne- a hell of a football season next fall. We got a long ways to go before we get to media days in July, but I think both schools really got to like where their where their programs are are headed. Hey, last thing, Dylan, uh, and we'll catch you. Ne- we'll get you next Monday, and we'll you know, obviously we'll 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 know where Iowa State is going. We'll spend some more time on basketball, and, and maybe for schedule allows, we should do some of that uh, late, later on in the week. But I, um, the, the Jacob Park situation is there is there any news i mean we saw him on twitter he's back on social media he was interacting with you know the cyclone fans that uh, that reached out to him or replied to him after his first tweet um anything more other than that on jacob park okay i think uh for now the official stance kind of remains status quo and um you know kind of standard with what's kind of uh unfolded all season so there's there's no real change from that point but I think it is obviously positive that you kind of see him interacting positively with fans and talking about getting healthy, getting himself on track, um, trying to do the things, um, you know, to, to get himself back into a position where he can come back and help the team because, uh, you know, next year they're, they're going to get Devin Moore back from an ACL injury. They're going to get um, Zeb Nolan back. Joe um, Lanning, Kyle Kemp will obviously be gone. Um, so he can be an important piece again and come in and, um, be the starter, compete to be the starter if he's put himself in that position. So I think just seeing, just seeing that he's around, that he's uh, interacting, that he uh, is is looking at things in a positive way, I think is is a good sign. So uh, no real official word on on kind of any change in his status, but like I said, a good thing to see him kind of doing some of that other stuff on social media. Good stuff, uh, Dylan Mons. Appreciate you coming on. Um, we'll we'll effort to to get you know ten minutes with you later on the week and do some hoops. Uh, but we appreciate your contributions. We have all season long. Thank you, Dylan Mons. Yeah, thanks, guys. Take care. Appreciate, appreciate you it. coming on, Dylan Mons. Ames Tribune. You can read Dylan's uh, latest at the at uh, AmesTrib.com. AmesTrib.com. Uh, he is uh, football bowl projections have the Cyclones headed south. Uh, we'll know this time next week. Uh, when we come back, we will talk to Zubin Mahente from ESPN. Uh, that's coming up as we uh, head to our final segment. Trent Condon, myself with you every Monday through Friday from noon until 2, talking local sports with you on 1700 KBGG. Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night football from Westwood One, only on 1700 KBGG. Cap is back. Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9th, Des Moines. If you're sick and tired of the same old delivery options, I have an idea for you. It's Food Dudes Delivery. Food Dudes Delivery delivers for restaurants that normally don't deliver food. And with over 50 restaurants across the metro, Food Dudes Delivery can find whatever you're craving. And for listeners of Jimmy B and TC, $2 off any order of $20 or more. Just use the coupon code JBTC. That's JBTC for 2 bucks off your next order of $20 or more. Food Dudes Delivery. Online, Food Dudes Delivery. Attention, drivers with Class A CDL. Are you looking for a solid career that offers great benefits with the time at home you desire? How about earning $70,000 a year plus starting from year one? 
If this sounds good, come join our growing team at ADM. We offer a complete benefits package, including 401k, health, life, dental, and vision. And we even offer a pension plan. With ADM, you'll get paid vacation, personal days, and holidays. Oh, and don't forget, $70,000 a year to start. Drivers must possess a Class A CDL with hazmat tanker and passport, or be able to obtain a passport within the first 60 days of employment. Don't wait. Call ADM today at 515-265-8437. That's 515-265-8437. Or visit us at ADM.com forward slash careers. ADM requires successful completion of a pre-employment drug screening and background check. ADM is an equal opportunity employer for minorities, females, protected veterans, and individuals with a disability. 1908 Draft House is the Metro's favorite sports bar. Dedicated to fans of Chicago baseball, University of Iowa, Iowa State, college basketball, and football. 1908 Draft House serves yummy food in a great sports atmosphere with tons of TVs. With locations in Johnston, Waukee, and Des Moines. And now opening their fourth Metro location in West Des Moines at 50th and EP True. Perfect for lunch, happy hour, dinner, or just to watch the game. Meet your friends at a 1908 near you today. When the Robinsons take a family outing, this is what their car sounds like. In January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, and October. But come November, it sounds like this. What's going on? Why are they being so quiet? I don't know, but I like it. This Christmas, the naughty list is not an option. So get them what they want with Cyber Week deals at Toys R Us. Thousands of items on sale all week with new deals added daily. See ToysRUs.com for details. Toys R Us. Today, we play. Fresh-cut Christmas trees can transform any home for the holidays. Right now, they've transformed the Home Depot. Our Christmas tree lot is full to the brim and ready to explore. With fresh-cut trees, fresh from the farm, in all shapes, sizes, varieties, and possibilities, Christmas is in the air at the Home Depot. Come breathe it all in. Together, we'll find the perfect Christmas, and it starts at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Selection and prices vary by store. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. You can help plant the seeds of hope in the heartland. Imagine how an at-risk child's life can change when one small act of kindness leads to an entirely different path. Wildwood Hills Ranch is transforming the lives of at-risk children, one heart and one child at a time, through year-round character, leadership, and teamwork training. Frederick Douglass was right. It is better to build strong children than repair broken men. Help forge a path by sponsoring an at-risk child today. Learn more by visiting wildwoodhillsranch.org. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. 
It's the Ken Miller Show, final segment on a Monday. Trent Conn and myself with you noon to two, Monday through Friday, talking talking local sports with you on 1700 KBGG. Zubin Mahente, ESPN. He joins us as we uh, recap the weekend as uh, in the world of sports. There's no topic that's out of bounds in sports with Zubin. He joins us. Zubin, Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on, Zubin. How are you? I'll tell you what, man. Um, <laughs> I just... I knew this was going to be a crazy coaching carousel, Ken. It's bonkers. This is just out of control. I mean, I hesitate. Well, we're in a hyperbolic society, so I might as well just say unprecedented, even if it isn't. But Seems <laughs> in like this it. particular case, I think it is unprecedented, especially with uh, Shiano and that story. I mean, who could have thought, I mean, that at, on, I don't know, Saturday, Anything could be bigger. I was on the air Saturday morning when Chip happened. Mm-hmm. And then you thought to yourself, man, what could be a bigger story this weekend than that? And I'm telling you, that was 48 hours ago, and there's like 50 things that happened which have pushed Chip to the side. Chip's having his introductory press conference <laughs> today, and barely anyone is talking about it. On Saturday morning, when he was hired on his 54th birthday, that was going to be the press conference that everybody was going to watch. Uh, on Monday to see exactly what he was about and what he was going to do in his return. And, you know, they're playing at Oregon this fall and what's USC going to respond with. It is, that is so far down the list of interest on this day, 48 hours later. It's amazing. Yeah, no, it really is. And uh, I, I was watching when you guys broke it uh, uh, and then uh, had it on game day and then uh, very quickly uh, following that up uh, with, with the Mike Riley news. You know, why don't Chip Kelly real quick and then we'll move on. We'll get to Tennessee and Shiano and everything uh, else that's going on. Kevin Sumlin and uh, all of the money that coaches are going to be paid not to coach their football team. Um can can Chip Kelly convince Josh Rosen to come back for what would be his senior season? That to me, if I mean, if he gets Rosen to come back, he's got, instantly got a huge, huge chance. Um, can can he do that? Do you think Rosen's going? To, I'm sure he'll listen. Will uh, Will he answer Chip Kelly's call? Interesting. I think if Rosen is a first round pick, and there seems to be some uh, debate on whether that's the case, although most people I've heard have actually said he's going to be a first round pick. Um, his attitude and all that sort of stuff, his swagger and his confidence. Some people like it, some people Injuries, don't. It's very, yeah. So, yeah, the lighter version of Baker Mayfield. You know what I mean? Right. If we kind of know what we're getting, do we like what we're getting? Um, but I also think that it wouldn't be the end of the world for Chip. Sure, Chip could certainly ask him to come back. If he's a first-round pick, I think you've got to go. I think there's been examples of you know Matt Leiner and all that sort of stuff where you look like you're going to be a top overall pick. You come back. Matt, Matt was still a first-round pick, but it didn't just quite work out for him. Uh, they give you another year to poke holes in your game, and for him, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff going on. I don't think he's the prototypical Chip Kelly quarterback, so I don't think Chip would be really uh, behind the eight ball if he left. I mean, Josh Rosen is a pro-style quarterback. Yep. Jim Moore is a pro-style coach. Obviously, he was in the NFL. And probably part of the reason that some of the foibles that Josh Rosen has endured, whether it's injuries or some of his comments, part of the reason that's being overlooked is because he's a pro-style passer and it probably could benefit an NFL organization much like Sam Darnold, much like Josh Allen, to a much smaller degree. So I think uh, even if he were to lose him, I think Chip's like, hey, listen, that's really not the way we want to play mm-hmm. anyway. And, uh, you know, Chip, one, the one thing about Chip I will tell you is that if you go back, I think one thing that's often overlooked by fans and of, of Chip Kelly or of Pac-12 football is that this notion that um, they have incredibly great recruiting classes, and they don't. In fact, I don't think they ever had a top 10, not one top 10 recruiting class when Chip was at Oregon. He gets guys that fit his system, 
and then they play great. Like, DeAnthony Thomas is not a great NFL player, but he's a terrific player at Oregon. So he gets guys that work for him. Now you're going to get in a situation where he's going to have the proximity to get those five-star guys that he was getting occasionally at Oregon. Um, but he was winning Stan's top ten recruiting classes at Oregon. Now he'll implement the same system. He's probably going to have an easier time asking those Southern California kids to stay home than to go up to Eugene. Even though Willie Taggart's recruiting at an incredible level right now, they have the number one recruiting class in the country. But if you're telling me Chip could do what he did at Oregon without a top ten recruiting class, with where his boots are right now, he doesn't have to go very far to get top ten classes just in Southern California. And if that's the case, you're telling me he's going to have access to top ten kids, five-star recruits all over the place. He could probably, in some ways, I know he won't have the Phil Knight money, but he could just be scratching the surface because he was actually, believe it or not, minus Marcus Mariota, in many cases, winning 46-7 and overall record with athletes that were lesser than what USC was bringing in and other schools. So now he's going to be, have the recruiting edge that he lacked before. So can you imagine his offense, his schematics, with a higher caliber of athlete? Could be scary. Dan Mullen back at Florida. Seems like a lot of people inside Six the business a year. like this hire more than maybe the fan base does. Let's put it very simply. Does Dan Mullen take Florida to the college football playoff? Not win it but to the playoff over, let's say, the next four years? I think yes, because I think at Florida, I was talking to Chris Doring. You guys remember him, the great wide sure. receiver at Florida. And when Jim McElwain was fired, we did a big special on ESPN, and we brought him on. And I said, what's the deal? He goes, listen, man, we want a coach that can win games 61-60. <laughs> That's it. We're not trying to win games 9-7. We're not trying to do Will Muschamp. We're not, we want to win games 61-60. And that's because of Coach Spurrier, and that's because of Tebow and Meyer. The bigger story, Trent, I like the Mullen move, eight straight bowls in Mississippi State. There's some consternation whether this job in Mississippi State is really bad, as people make it out to be. Some people say it's the hardest job because it's in the hardest division. You're the second-tier school in your own state. There are plenty of people that say they have great facilities. They're willing to pay top dollars for their coach. So at the end of the day, I'm not really sure how to you know, equate his stay at Mississippi State, but I would say he certainly exceeded expectations. The bigger story, Trent, for me – when it comes to Dan Mullen, and this is nothing against Coach Mullen, who I think is a great coach. It tells you everything in the world you need to know. When the school of Spurrier, the school of Tim Tebow, the school of Urban Meyer, and the school of national championships, and one of the greatest brands in the history of the sport, is settling for their third choice. That's the bigger issue for Florida. It's not that it's Dan Mullen. Let's remember, Nick Saban wasn't Alabama's first choice. Rich Rodriguez was. Sometimes you just get the right guy. Pete you Carroll was in Wayne Morgan was, Right. He was like their fifth choice. Right. Wayne Morgan was like Iowa State's sixth choice or whatever. And, he, and for a while that turned out okay. So you never know. As long as you get the right guy, you're fine. The bottom line is the notion that Florida could not get its first choice and could not pry the guy from central Florida <laughs> to go to Florida to me, Mullen's a great hire. The bigger issue is how can a brand – do you think Ohio State settled for Urban Meyer? Mm-hmm. Do you think Michigan settled for Jim Harbaugh? No. They went out and they said, here's who we're getting. End of story. Done. Florida should be doing that. They should be able to pinpoint a coach. This is exactly what happened at LSU last year. They wanted Tom Herman, couldn't get him. And their fans were like, how could people not want to come coach for LSU with all this talent here? And I get it. The fans are right. But if you're Florida and you're settling for your third choice with everything you've done in this sport, that shows you exactly what people think of that job. Mm, yeah, and there were reports that uh, Mike Gundy, Oklahoma State, turned down that job, Zubin. 
Um, interesting. Well, let's get to Tennessee and Greg Schiano uh, and the, the the fallout from that. Uh, it seems as though uh, T. Martin's probably he's offensive coordinator now at USC. Of course, we remember he played there. Um, he's the OC at USC. It seems like he's probably the next logical choice. But what did that do yesterday, Zubin? The whole Greg Schiano and the fan base, and uh, I, I guess a a um, a well-run campaign at the 11th hour to prevent him from coming for essentially hearsay uh, as to uh, what went on while he was uh, at Penn State. Your thoughts on the Shiano and the whole episode? Well, we had Paul Feinbaum on yesterday. We do an NFL show from 530 to 830 on Sunday night, and the whole show is basically hijacked by this, which just goes to show you that this story, because of the unprecedented nature of it, was generating more attention than the NFL games yesterday. And largely there were some pretty bad games out there. The Sunday night game was exciting. I got you. But for the most part, we just let this be our big story, even on an NFL Sunday. Two things I would say. Um, I went to Rutgers. I don't know Coach Ciano personally, by no means. He worked at ESPN. He worked on the NFL at ESPN. Um, and I didn't really work with him there. But I would just say a couple things. Uh, the Bucks vetted him up and down. Um, Ohio and down and this was probably the free report which was put out on this Penn State case he was never mentioned in and that was probably the greatest in terms of detail and research report that was ever put out on behalf of a body that needed to evaluate this for the NCAA so I would say if a pro organization vetted him thoroughly which Mark Dominic said they did Urban Meyer is obviously an attention to detail guy and the biggest most important report some people would say in NCAA history against the violator didn't mention him I would say that there is no proof to your point. That, now, that's the big issue, why the fans are able to rise up. I think it's amazing that a fan base can unite and do that, especially in a divided country like we are now. To get people to agree on anything is pretty amazing, and what they were able to do is great. So that's the major point. That's the major point that was made yesterday. However, I think there's a minor point that, to me, is the bigger point. Everybody points to Sandusky, Chiano, Paterno. That gets clickbait. That gets headlines. That's the big story. To me, this is a minor aspect that has turned into a very big story, and that is this. If you hire somebody in a position of leadership and you deem, and I'm talking about John Curry, the athletic director, who came over from Kansas State, whose job at Kansas State was easy, just let Bill Snyder be the coach. His name is on the stadium. You don't need to mess this thing up. We'll figure out what happens when he's done. But if you hire him and his job is to hire a coach, and you're putting him in a position of leadership to say this is the most important hire for this program. It is at a critical mass. We are falling behind Georgia. We're falling behind Alabama, Auburn, LSU. We fancy our team and our school and our football program with those schools. We fancy ourselves in that group. We are hiring you because we have put all the confidence in you, John Curry, to make this hire and make it right. And when you undercut somebody like that, you're either saying, we hired the wrong person, why did we hire him, or the person, John Curry himself, that was supposed to make this hire doesn't have the courage of his own convictions and says, I want to pound the table for Greg Schiano, or I want to pound the table for X candidate. And when you are hired to make that move, and you are not allowed to make that move, it just tells me all the wrong things about the people that hired you, or even the personal moral center that Curry has to say, I want to hire this guy. I am not going to be deterred because of this or that. So the big story has turned into Shiano and what he knew and what he didn't know, 
to me, the bigger story is why are you hiring a guy that you're hiring to hire a football coach and then not allowing that guy to do it? And more to the point, that guy not have the courage to stand up and say, sometimes we have to make unpopular decisions. We have more information than you do. I understand you're our fans and we're a business and no business ever wants to turn away its customers. But I think it says a lot about the people in charge that they just don't have, let's just say, the cojones to stand up and do what they think is right. They were completely dragged down here. If Chiano knew what he knew, if this is proven to be different, then I think it's 100% different. But if you're in a situation like this where you're chosen to hire somebody and that is your sole goal and you've put your heart and soul and your reputation on this hire, this is a gigantic hire for the university, and then you have to back down even before you hire him, it says a lot about the people that are doing the hiring. And we'll leave it at that. Great point. Zubin Mahente, ESPN. Thank you, Zubin. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Take care. Yeah, appreciate it. Zubin Mahente as we wrap up the guest list for a Monday, Trent Condon. Uh, we've got Monday Night Football tonight. Sure. It's the Texans and the Ravens. No. It's seldom a sporting event on TV comes and goes without you having at least a little stab at it. Right, right, right. Yeah, what? Uh, My attention has turned completely to basketball. So you're not going to, you have no. I, you, I will not even fire it. ACC Big Ten Challenge for you tonight? I will be firing at both of those games. I'll be on the Terps tonight, uh, getting three in the hook in the Carrier Dome. Okay. And Virginia, Wisconsin. Badgers already have three losses. Mm-hmm. Against three pretty good teams, though. This game's going to be ugly. So, oh, First to it's 50. Ugly. First to 50. Yeah, well, it's Virginia we're talking about. And it's Wisconsin. Right. Yeah. This will be an ugly basketball game. It's a stay away because of the ugliness. But you're going to watch anyways. But I'll watch it anyways. A lot of ugly sports tonight. You no. got hockey, though. You got hockey. <laughs> That's right. And you know what? I might find my way over to 668 a time or two. I don't blame you a bit. It's yeah. the uh, third best team in the NHL at this point, the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, not the Minnesota Wild. No, it's not the Minnesota Wild. And I hope they remain that way at least uh, through about 10 o'clock tonight. Jets, it's the Wild really need this one. Yeah. They really need this one. It's November. Yeah, but that race, that division, it is so tough, whether it's the Blues, the Predators. I'm telling you, my Jets are legit, brother. They oh. are absolutely legit. You are up and down with your team. Well, I love only it. after the first two. Like, I'm a fan. That's my team. Right? I know. I, I love couldn't it. work in Winnipeg. Be- because I, 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 I see you. You're so by the board, straight down the middle on everything. Yeah. But then when you talk about the I just, it makes me it's chuckle every time. home. Yes. I watched a great couple. No, not, I, didn't, I didn't watch a lot of it. Uh-huh. I watched halftime for Shania Twain. I watched the She was snow. pulled out on a bobsled. It, no, no, it was a, it was not a, was it not a bobsled? Well, the, the dog sled. It's dog sled, dog sled. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. By Yukon Huskies. But when I saw that it was snowing in Ottawa, yeah. and I love snow games in clement weather, and it was on ESPN2, it was okay. Devere Posey, remember him from Ohio yes, State? Yes, yes. He had a 100-yard touchdown last night. He was the MVP of the game. But um, I watched a little bit of the, of the great. I, I, hate, I hate Canadian football. I hate this. So different. It's it's arena football played outdoors. On a huge field. Right. With everybody in motion. I just When I saw the NFL game for the first time, whoa. <laughs> this is the way it should so be. So this is what football's supposed to look like. <laughs> and I, I couldn't have cared less after that. We're out of time. We'll be back tomorrow at noon. Jimmy B and TC here today from 4 until 6. Real quick, any guest list? Yeah, we'll be talking NFL with Sean Tomlinson. Tom Caker will be by. Also working on a Big 12. Hopefully Pete Mundo talking some clones in Big, Ten, Big 12. Good stuff. Uh, we're back tomorrow at noon uh, for Trent Con and Ken Miller's The Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. 
Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on The Big Talker, 1700 KVGG. Central Iowa Vapors is a family-owned business founded by a mother and a father with two kids all born and raised right here in Iowa. The owners of Central Iowa Vapors said e-cigs worked for them and it was time to share it with everyone. Central Iowa Vapors has helped 79,142 smokers make the switch today. Can you be the 100,000 customer we help? Visit us online at iowaesigs.com for location details. And always remember, it's not smoke, it's vapor. This is Trent Condon from 1700 KBGG. If you text and drive, you're just as dangerous as someone who is drunk at twice the legal limit. Make zero fatalities your goal and focus on the road. Here's a list of reasons why AT&T prepaid is the perfect holiday gift, according to Marshall and Viv. When you switch to AT&T prepaid, you get a new ZTE Maven 3 smartphone for free. And when you switch to AT&T prepaid, you get a new ZTE Maven 3 smartphone for free. I said that. Happy holidays? AT&T prepaid has no annual contracts. It's going on my holiday list for sure. And AT&T's reliable network. The AT&T network. There's no hidden fees. No credit checks. No compromises. No strings attached. AT&T prepaid has plans for people who like great deals. Plans for people who love gift giving. Flexibility. Reliability. All the abilities. AT&T prepaid is for people in places where it snows a lot, like Syracuse. And plans for people in places where it snows not a lot, like Miami. I love snow. That makes one of us. The list is long. Really long. This holiday season, switch to AT&T prepaid to get a new ZTE Maven 3 smartphone for free. And all the advantages of AT&T's reliable network with no compromises. In stores or at att.com slash prepaid. Limited time offer available at participating AT&T stores. Requires new line of service, $45.65 plan and auto pay. Reliable network claim for third-party sources, fees, coverage, and other restrictions apply. Wendy's Double Stack is back in the 4 for 4. With a quarter pound of fresh, never-frozen beef. Which means you can get the Double Stack, the Junior Bacon Cheeseburger, or the Crispy Chicken BLT. Along with four nuggets, small fries, and a small drink. All for just $4. And it's only around for a limited time. So you better hurry and get to Wendy's today. That's a deal so good, it can't be beat. No, I said beat, not beep. Sorry, man. Not valid in Alaska and Hawaii. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S. and Canada. Hurry to Macy's Black Friday for incredible furniture and mattress supervised. Get a certiputed plush queen mattress for just $136. Our Astro Sofa, $499. The Avondale Queen Bed, $399. Plus free white glove delivery and setup on any mattress purchase of $787 or more. Shop in store at Macy's.com or call 1-800-BUY-MACY. Savings off regular and sale prices, exclusions apply. Are you in the mood for real? 